and welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Georgie Corridge-Cole. This week I'm joined by Lou Huff, Becky Hull and Tor Cardona. Hi ladies. Hello. Hello. I've been away for the last week so this is quite nice to me. It's a good way to, you know, ease myself back in. I feel like I haven't seen you all for ages. For people listening, we do our podcasts. We have a silent Zoom call so we can see each other and then the rest is on another app, the platform. Anyway, I can see you so that's really nice. How was your holiday, Becky? Do you know what? I was saying it's a weird thing because I was only at home in West Sussex, but you're surprised at how much you still need a break despite obviously you're working from home, but you're away from that little corner that you work in. And it was just a breath of fresh air. We didn't go anywhere. We kind of just went up the South Downs. We went to sort of local cafes that were all outside and it was just bliss. And finally, I'm being able to spend some proper time with Harry, who I was apart from for such a big chunk. So it was honestly the dream can I just ask you so you've been with your boyfriend I mean you are proper childhood sweethearts we are I'm almost but I mean you are like the definition (laughs) and you've been locked down with your parents not living with him for months which must be so weird yeah I know because basically we moved back home to save money because we were going to buy or we were going to (laughs) buy we are still hoping to and then obviously lockdown happened so we spent I think in total it was 13 weeks completely apart so now you not see each other at all we saw each other occasionally at a distance, wow. but even that was a bit, you know, it was sort of through, I remember at the beginning it was through a window because I had to drop off my at-home oh, blog for it to help me. <laughs> but now it is just so nice. And I think having that week off felt really free to just enjoy each other's company and, and it kind of just forces you to get outside, doesn't it? It's just nice. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, there's so much to do around all of us, aren't there? We sort of have this thing where you go on holiday and you have to go. Mm. But actually, that's why I love Christmas, because you can be yeah. at home. I know you had a lovely time. You look very well, I have to say, through the I Zoom. I feel quite well, actually. Cool. I was, and the weather's been beautiful. So, so yeah. lucky. And what about Tor, Lou? What have you been up to? How are you finding? It's been so long. I mean, I haven't seen you, Tor. I've seen you, Lou, but it's been so long since, you know, we saw our colleagues. How are you finding life I mean bits of it are quite nice right but other bits I'm kind of over I don't know about you what blows my mind is how quickly time is going I can't believe it's almost August mm-hmm. I find that absolutely terrifying I think it's honestly going to be autumn before we even know it which is yeah. really scary in my head it's sort of still March like, I know <laughs> it's like Me we're too. in time I remember when we were all in the office kind of at the beginning of March and this was all starting and it was like okay I think we're going to be working from home next week as a bit of a trial <laughs> and what like four months later we're still here and I know yeah I think the summer has just kind of flashed before our eyes like the whole travel thing now is stressing me out like I travel and kind of holidays is such a big part of kind of our life and me and my partner that's kind of why we work and we get so much in pleasure and enjoyment from going on holiday so to not be you able love to your do little that trips, now. don't you You're, you yeah, love a, it's like it's you love always, a weekend trip you know when I look back at the end of the year and what my highlights were and what I've enjoyed doing it's always those things and now I just feel like if you were going to go away going probably two weeks ago was the best time because it's just going to be this flip-flop I think now with yeah borders opening and closing and yeah. having that I guess anxiety about going somewhere Georgia you've been away and how was that oh it was lovely oh god it was really nice it was really what I needed actually I kind of realized how relentless this year's been I hadn't had a day mm. off this year so it was really nice we went to France we drove to France 
got the Eurostar, managed to survive the Eurostar without <laughs> having to do a wee in a plastic bag. And, <laughs> and yeah, it was lovely. We spent a night in Troy, which I wouldn't <laughs> rush back to. And then we spent five nights in a chalet in the Alps. I have to say... I kind of had really low expectations. And as I said to my husband, I was like, I'm having a really nice time. It's not my natural habitat, the Alps. <laughs> kind of rather be in Ibiza. But we were supposed to go with some friends and for various reasons we didn't. But and so that was a bit sad, but we actually spent amazing quality time with our children. And like when you go away with friends, it's awesome. But at kind of seven o'clock, you're like, right, gin and tonic time, grown up times, children just like go and amuse yourselves. Whereas we sort of sat up and played uno and taught my eldest drafts and <laughs> i watched princess bride the movie and the horrid henry movie god that's shit and <laughs> you know all those sorts of things that i i haven't done and we've been at home with them for so long but it's been so stressful trying to work and homeschool and everything that it was just it was really special and there's so much to do in the alps like as I said, not my natural habitat, but we mountain biked and we luged and yeah, that was so fun. It was really wholesome and good. And so yeah, we did five nights in a chalet, then we did a night in a hotel and met up with some friends, which was really fun. And then we went to Burgundy, which just stole the show. I don't know. I mean, I'm really into wine, but whether you are or not, it is like the most beautiful. We got to a place called Bone, which is like, I guess the sort of not Monaco. It makes it sound wanky. It's not. It is so beautiful I'm looking at you I mean I know you love sort of picturesque Mediterranean villages I mean it is fucking insanely beautiful and they produce you know other than champagne the finest wine in the world and we stayed with this English guy actually it's a really interesting story he's an English guy that cycled from New York to was it Buenos Aires can't remember it took him two years what and anyway he wrote a book blah 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 long story short he moved to Bone, bought this old, it was a watermill and turned it into like a sort of lodge. And he's really into food and it's not really flash, but he is married to like the local French girl whose father works in wine. It's kind of like the, the dream. Oh, the dream. And they've got this lodge with a little bocante, as she calls it, with little antiques that she sells that they scour in markets and... Oh, it was just amazing. It's the most beautiful. I mean, the wow. vines and vines and vines and vines. So we had a few days there, which was like just amazing, amazing. Want to go back. Yeah. Anyway, it was really nice. France is oh, very dreamy. masked up. It kind of got me into good training, actually, for coming back mm. here. Whereas I think people who haven't been out of the UK are sort of getting, you know, whereas we got there and they're like mask everywhere you go. Everything is open. So markets, restaurants, supermarkets, shops, but everywhere is mask obligatoire or hit the road yeah you have to have one on you and if you don't I actually went to a market and I didn't have one on me I'd forgotten it so I had to tie my cardigan around my (laughs) face in 34 degree heat and then eventually found somewhere to buy one but yeah it's you know we went to some really nice restaurants we went to Italy for the day and had lunch from the Alps you can do that really easily and again we went to a really lovely restaurant and it's totally normal once you sit at your table but if you get up you put your mask on to go to the loo as you walk in you put your mask on it's just like it's just habit, isn't it? Yeah. Were you then okay with it? I guess, like, there's obviously been this weird transition where people are getting used to it, but if everyone plays ball and everyone does it, does it just kind of become part of your routine and you're okay with it? Do you know, I was saying on my Instagram that it was Joe Malone who made me really think twice about the whole mask thing, and I'm the first to admit, I was like, oh, God, not a fan of the mask, really don't want to do it. And then I heard her talking on Breakfast News, and she was saying how, you know, she's got staff who are, you know, she's basically 
putting them in front of customers and she's got to protect their health. And, you know, if we want to shop, we want to be able to go into these places, you know, they're not quite care workers, but they're doing a job so that we can live our lives and Mm. they need protecting. And I kind of felt quite selfish having thought of it from my own point of view and vanity of not wanting to wear a mask. My husband bought these bandanas, which is all he had in mind. He looks like he's about to rob a bank. And, you know, even he is like, yeah, I've got to get myself a proper... The new normal. It is the new normal. Well, we think it's the new normal, but I've been into a couple of shops recently and no one was wearing a mask, and I was, but they weren't making the others who weren't wear one, and it was all a bit weird. I was in a petrol station yesterday and this woman didn't have one, and the guy went, Oh, don't worry, if you don't have one, it's okay. I was like, Well, that's not really how it's going. Exactly. (laughs) That's classic UK, I feel. I know. And actually, interestingly, Tor, I had a different experience. I went on the train for the show a couple of weeks ago. My first commute, an argument broke out because somebody had taken their mask down to have a phone call conversation, which at the time I didn't think much of, but really, when you think about it, it's just counterintuitive. Yeah. And they were both these two men just had this huge argument and it was so uncomfortable but equally yeah. good on the guy that did say yeah. something because you just don't know other people's boundaries either I think that's the thing it's sort well, of it's very hard to talk with a mask it over is, your head it I mean, is, yeah. you know when you're ordering in a restaurant and you're an English person speaking French and you're like fuck I mean I'm not brilliant <laughs> anyway and then you're smothered they're smothered <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm so- walking through this French market and I looked around it was like this massive French market on a Sunday oh my god <laughs> the birds and the rabbits they sell in french markets is quite something have you ever been to like mm-hmm. a real 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 french market i've never been like all these crates of no, ducks neither. Like, I have. three euros it's insane <laughs> i just picked them up by scrubbing it stuffed yeah. them in a box it's so literally the size of a shoe box and yeah it's so bizarre anyway i was walking around and they were just it was like sort of lemmings there were just people everywhere and then i turned around there's a guy walking through smoking a cigarette without a mask he's kind of dropped it down it's like well so that's okay but, yeah you know, it's so the amount confusing. as well you see people wearing them on their chins on their forehead just like hanging down mm. from one ear it's like it doesn't work like that mm. and have you seen that um instagram picture which is of a guy with, with his, his pants under his willy yeah <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen it google it you'll yeah. you'll see what we mean anyway it's a funny old world we're living in hey yeah do you have any £100? We are, everyone at Shillocks is taking a certain amount of holiday before the end of August. What are you doing with any time off? Are you just hanging out at home or are you hoping to go anywhere? We're going down to Cornwall in uh, about a week, to, which I'm super excited about because I'm going to celebrate my niece's first birthday with her and Aww. I haven't seen her in six months so I'm so excited for that oh god she's um, gonna change so much oh my that god six months is just yeah she's so cute so I can't <laughs> wait we've got a Paddington bear themed birthday party and then we've got some time off at the end of August and we were thinking about going sort of trying to get away but now it just seems I don't know like it's a real luck of the draw so I'm not sure if we, mm. we want to risk it or whether we'll just kind of wait until closer to the time Obviously, you've got the risk that things are sold out, but I guess we just don't want to risk and then have to cancel mm. or rebook. And you or... don't get flight money back now. Exactly. You... I mean, if the weather is good in the UK, I'm more than happy staying here, but I just want to like really get out of London. and. Mm. Um, I sort of agree. I think if the weather's time. good, save your money and yeah. have a staycation. <laughs> on the subject of staycations, though, we recently wrote a piece on the seaside spots to visit on the south east coast i don't know about you but i have to go naughty elephant squirt water when i'm going always always <laughs> where's the south east coast this is not an area that i can hugely comment on other than to say i am 
so desperate to go to Rye. Yeah, have been there. It's so yeah. near me. It was yeah, like it's so it. nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. Very much like cobbled streets, and mm. it's just very quaint. And you can easily spend a whole day there without getting bored. It's lovely. And then round the corner, you've got Canberra Sands. Um, yeah, with the beautiful beaches and the Gallivant Hotel, which is so lovely. Yes, that's supposed to be really lovely. It's Lucy yeah. Williams, who I follow on Instagram. She went to Rye not that long ago. I don't know if anyone else saw it, and she just posted the most amazing photos and. My parents play golf and I've always thought that's... You just go there to play golf and I was like, whoa, this place is lush. I need to yeah. So Yeah, it's, it's really cool. nice, like antique home Yeah, it's stunning. Well. On our way out of Burgundy, we drove past an antiques village and I was like, oh my God, stop the car. My husband was like, nope, we've got a Euro tunnel to get. <laughs> um, so I was in a right huff about that. Um, I'd heard it was amazing and I saw it. So I don't know, I need to, need to go to Rye to make up for it. Anywhere else on the southeast coast that you will know? So Lou, you're a fan of Canberra Sands. Yeah, Canberra Sands are right. And then also Whitstable. I think I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but a girlfriend and I went there a couple of weeks ago. It was kind of our first meeting once lockdown had eased. And it's a, a lovely pebble beach, a lot of cute little, you know, fish and chip shops and beach huts and amazing B&Bs actually along the, the front. Um, so if you are looking for a staycation, that's a really nice, nice shot. And yeah, only about an hour from London. So yeah, really lovely. Anywhere else you haven't mentioned Becky Tour? I've never been, but I'd love to go to Deal because I actually know somebody that moved there and opened a coffee shop and it just looks, her whole lifestyle looks so calm and chilled and they've got beautiful pubs down there. And I always think that's somewhere to go because Kent isn't that far either. And I know you can do a day trip, can't you? You absolutely can, yeah. And I feel like it's, again, quite old town. You can really get to enjoy the scenery. I was looking at this and the rose, is it the rose? The hotel looks beautiful. I fell down a bit of an Instagram hole on there earlier. So I would like to go to Deal. And of course, I could say Brighton and Hove, but it's a bit obvious, isn't it? <laughs> a few years ago, we also stayed in the George in Rye, in Rye. Uh, yes. And that's so nice as well. That's what my sister-in-law loves. That's really lovely. Yeah. Anyway, if you want more recommendations on where to go on the southeast coast, then there is a feature on the site. On the subject of staycations, we also wrote a feature recently about what to pack for one, because the UK break definitely requires a different wardrobe than you might need on the med. I don't know about you, but when I go to somewhere, well, normally on the southwest coast, um, I end up packing. I mean, literally everything. The amount of luggage you seem to take is just... Out of control. Denim shorts and pair of wellies are key. What are the other things you guys always pack? I think it's all about layers because one moment is absolutely roasting and boiling hot and then the next minute it's pouring down with rain. So I think a good raincoat. I personally love a barber. They've got massive pockets and I think they're actually good all year round. A good cashmere knit, probably a slightly finer one, just so it doesn't take up too much room in your packing. But you've got to be cosy. And I always like that then with a pair of denim shorts and plimsolls kind of walking around the beach is always good. So yeah, layers, I think, is essential. Yeah, I'm with you. And the cardi thing, I so agree with. I think in the evening, a cardigan, a knit and a pair of jeans. I always think pack some nice earrings when you go on a staycation. Because if they're Mm. suddenly a smarter scenario or like a nice restaurant or something just you just put on a pair of earrings with that and it instantly looks smarter so I've always got a jazzy pair of earrings with me even if I'm going on a really cash trip yeah such a good idea I actually bought a um it must have been I don't know maybe in January February this really pretty pastel blue kind of oversized wool cardigan from under the stories when I bought it I'm thinking this would be so practical and I've absolutely lived in it the last few months <laughs> it looks so good like over dresses and like with everything and so I think Sometimes when I put a jumper on, it's almost too hot, whereas the car 
cardigan is that perfect go between. So yeah, that's kind of also that's a jumper, a jumper will ruin a pretty dress. Cardigan, you can kind of still make the most of the yeah, shape and any details and things like that. So it's always good. Yeah, oh, exactly. Before cardigans made a comeback. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Becky, what about you? <laughs> All of the above, but I also just never travel without Converse. I feel like I came out of the womb in Converse. I honestly <laughs> just never go anywhere without them. I just think they're handy, aren't they? Wherever you go, they yeah. go with sort of everything. It's a bit of an yeah. obvious one, but yeah, and a knit, because there's something very cosy about a knit. And when you're away in the UK, I just think that just goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Yeah, mm. and God, I feel the cold. My God, when you're damp yeah, after a wet walk, you got to be able yeah. to get home and put a jumper it's on very true um, another thing that's not on here as well for me is a cap like I've got really <laughs> frizzy hair and so in the wind literally I get these sort of like whispers out the side just kind of it's like an extra <laughs> halo of hair of like frizz that appears whenever we walk along on the beach so a good cap or hat just sort of to keep it's those flyaways in check yeah is always that good, is a good tip. I'd I like also to go a on a wet cap. walk and I come back with just like curls it's just you've got great curls Louis but I'm not I'm just like that non in between you know in between horrible baby Uh, Becky you were saying you'd like to get a cap yeah I'd quite like to get a really cool cap I always see people wearing them and I just think god where do you get a cool cap the one I've got at home is a gap one and it just looks so dated and cringe but yeah I need a good cap that's maybe on the list where do you go for a good cap then I actually I would definitely rate gap ones I think they're um, I think almost like that vintage feel is good Mm. I think always look to the menswear department we actually ran a good feature on SL Man a couple of weeks ago with the best caps so maybe have a look on there Becky oh have a little look after this plain I think plain 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 nothing on it I would say yeah I've got a really nice uh, I think it's probably more for running but it's from Sweaty Betty and it's just black and it's so chic I love it oh there were good denim shorts so a good a gold denim shorts in this piece but I actually looked them a while ago they've been sold out for ages which is gutting but I bought them Georgie and I actually sent them back they weren't quite right yeah they were just too I'm wide they're too yeah too wide and too frayed at the bottom but there's fray when it goes a little bit more like I know what you mean looks like raffia almost exactly and I like it when it just goes horizontal rather than vertical it almost looks like a sort of trim on a cushion doesn't it yeah exactly if you're in the market though for some staycation denim shorts then I thought the Zara pair were really good yeah a really good option 20 quid and they've got them in all sizes anyway check out the feature we should run that feature again that Anna Bromelo wrote last year yes that was a really good feature wasn't it yeah it's great we also wrote a feature on swimsuits as daywear. Uh, very gorgeous. <laughs> Hannah Strafford Taylor was recently pictured on her Instagram wearing a swimsuit tucked into some black cigarette pants with a Bottega clutch, and it looked awesome. I mean, it's, it's basically a bodysuit, right? I love this look. Lou, I know you're going to say you like this look. Yeah, I'm obsessed <laughs> with this look. This is kind of exactly what I would wear on holiday. If you're like, I don't know, if you're going to visit a little seaside town and there's an opportunity that you might get a bit of sunbathing while you're there or jump in the water while you're there, then you're kind of covering all bases. But yeah, a swimsuit like this tucked into denim shorts and a big oversized linen shirt is kind of Mm. my kind of staple holiday wardrobe. I think it's super, super chic. And then, yeah, as Hannah has done then with, you know, a red lip, hair slicked back, gold earrings and just kind of wear it as a body. You know, bodies have mm. really come to the forefront the last couple of months in terms of an on-trend piece. So it's kind of kills two birds with one stone. It's kind of so appropriate on a beach in Cornwall with a swimsuit with your denim shorts and, you know, some slides and a hoodie over the top. And it's as appropriate 
at a beach club, you know, with a chic pair of shorts and, as you say, like kind of a la Hannah with pair of earrings and some lipstick. We all love a beach dress and a caftan. Whatever. Sometimes it's a bit of a faff. It's quite nice to have yeah. it on. Yeah, that's so true. Mm-hmm. The only irritating thing is when you need to go to the loo and then you have to take <laughs> everything off and there's something very disconcerting about sitting naked in, in a sort of public <laughs> toilet, I guess. Oh, but... no, do you not? I just pull it to the sides. Oh, I never take it Me too, Georgie. <laughs> Me yeah, too. Always. I can't be bothered with any of that nonsense. Oh, my God. Especially in France. We went to this sort of public lake <laughs> sounds really grim doesn't it but I had a swimsuit on and I'm squatting in I mean French public loos are pretty rank and I mean you know actually they've got significantly better I have to say but I am not dropping my clothes on the floor in an outdoor French public loo you've got to be freaking joking me so I'm like hog it inside <laughs> squat also <laughs> especially at the moment you don't want to be you know increasing any Touching. germ contacts oh yeah that's oh, true can i just say driving through france with a toddler who insists on gripping onto the loose seat is like literally when you're someone who's neurotic <laughs> oh, about no. i know laura would seriously sympathize with me but when you're driving in fact she's got this to come i need to just flag it to her but you know Mimi insists on gripping onto the space size of the Lucy and I'm like, don't touch anything. And I have to lay it. Coco's also nine and can't squat to do a wee. So every time we went to the loo, I take both girls and my husband and also just go for like a standing up pee. They're absolutely fine. <laughs> and I'm there like layering the loo roll on the Lucy and it's just, oh, I'm like, don't touch. And Mimi every time has to grip onto this rank loo. Anyway, but <laughs> gross. We went, to, we went to a lot of loo. We drove a long way. Anyway, we like that look. We like a swimsuit. And yeah, Tor and I are in the same camp. Hog it to the side and... Yeah. All the way. I'm, I'm on Lou's camp there. Yeah. I've never hoiked in my life. No, me neither. What if you wear a body a and you go... You're in like a restaurant. You like faffing around, taking the whole thing off every time. I think I do when, when, the best when they've got a little popper underneath. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. When you go to the loo as many times as I do, trust me, you can't be faffed. <laughs> very weak ladder we were going to talk about restaurants and our favorite restaurants with outdoor space because london is open for business we've talked about this on the show obviously i have mentioned that i've been to a couple of restaurants with outdoor space which was just heaven i obviously went just before the mask rules came into play so i wonder if it's different now but having said that having eaten out in france lots it was still really enjoyable have you been to lots of restaurants by now? And have you got some favourites of outdoor space that you know are open in London or further afield? I'm sure people would be keen to hear them. I'm afraid so. I haven't been to any restaurants yet. And I don't really feel comfortable doing so at the moment. I don't know why. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm not there yet. But having said that, next weekend, we're going to, my, my other half's a member at the NED and we're staying the night there. And we're going to eat there. Oh. And they've got a lovely rooftop space, which I'm looking forward to, which is really, really nice. But there is another place that I think is open because I went on the website earlier. It's spelt H-I-C-C-E. So I always call it Hicker, but it's actually pronounced Eche in Cold Drops Yard. And it's amazing. It's got the prettiest terrace. It's above Wolf and Badger in that bit. And it's just does, does loads of delicious small plates and it's yummy. And the terrace is really, really cool. So that's is well I haven't been to Cold Drops Yard, but I hear it's really cool. It's got so many good restaurants, it's, hasn't it? And 
boutiques and things like that. Yeah, it's, it's such really, a nice place really to nice. just like have a wonder. There's kind of so much you can see and do and eat and great. Yeah, I need to go. I need to I, go and yeah. check it out. Oh, fun tour. That's so fun. You're going to the Ned for a night. How That's lovely. Becky, Definitely. what about you? Well, I obviously am in Brighton way, so I haven't been out to any restaurants in London. And actually, the only thing we did during my week off was go to outdoor pubs. So we kind of kept it pretty chilled. But I can say, given we're talking about Sussex breaks, if anyone is coming to East Sussex, there is a pub called the Griffin Inn in Fletching. And it is incredible it has the best views of Sussex a huge beer garden that's great for sort of children and or if you're just in a big group and they do summer barbecues over hot coals so it's just I cannot if anyone listening to this even is thinking of a trip this way then I really recommend it it's a bit of a drive but it's nice because it feels quite authentic you're very much in the country Becky what is life like in Brighton is it absolutely heaving with people because we're in this staycation situation? It has been. So Heather's very central. I'm on the outskirts in a place that's near Ditchling in West Sussex. But I've got definitely more of the countryside bubble for sure. But we did actually go down to Brighton Beach the other week and it was so packed to the point where you just think all these people are clearly on furlough because this was at like you know a normal time it was in the evening and it was about six o'clock and I just couldn't believe how busy it was because people would have had to get on the train for that as well and this was a time where people still weren't meant to be doing that so instead we then went down to Shoreham Beach which I usually recommend to people because it's quieter Shoreham and Lansing are sort of known for having no one there and they were absolutely teeming with people I mean to the point where even if you out on the beach you would be on top of somebody else so I've just kind of avoided it that was the one time we did it and we haven't really been back since I've just stuck to the countryside because I just think it's more peaceful and you can dodge and weave a bit yeah yeah totally but Brighton's got busier for sure yeah Lou you got any favorites have you been to restaurants by now yeah so our first venture out was to the pig near Bath um we went for my fiance's birthday we had a lovely meal there and that was really nice just like the novelty of being able to look at a menu and be like so many options (laughs) and then not to have to like do the washing up and cook and clean all of those things was really nice so that was great and felt relatively normal you know they had a one-way system going to the bathroom and you had a little hand sanitizer at the table but other than that relatively usual service and then we also last weekend we went to Granger and Co on Pavilion Road and sat outside there and they've sort of on Pavilion Road actually they've extended their seating so a lot more of the sort of those little cafes and shops have um, opened up out onto the road. Do so, you love that, by the way? Oh, it's how, so nice. How places have done that. It's really villagey. I don't know. It feels quite continental, doesn't it? Yeah, like, mm, yeah. yeah, I agree. There's a place near our office, which now, after six o'clock, we shut the road and they've just put tables and chairs in the middle of the road. And I'm like, yeah. good on you. It's really <laughs> yeah. nice. Really yeah, nice. Yeah, it's so nice. I think the sales of patio heaters might be going up quite a lot. They're <laughs> yeah. terrible for the environment, aren't they? Well, if you are looking for some inspiration as to where to go or some of our favorite places with outside space are on the site we're gonna change the subject and talk about beauty if you're sitting outside all day in a pub garden or in a field having a picnic then you need your spf <laughs> q bondé sands and their latest fragrance free spf range Bondi Sands started as a self-tan brand, didn't it? Yeah. So I think that's the thing. They've sort of, they were primarily just tanning and now they've extended their 
SPF range and this is quite exciting actually because I think we can all agree that when you look for SPF you are looking for something especially on the face that sort of sits really imperceptibly underneath everything. It wears really well with your makeup, it's not chalky and obviously there are loads of formulas that lend themselves to that now but these are brilliant specifically because they've got aloe vera and vitamin E so they hydrate at the same time and while they have the claim they're water resistant I would sort of take that with a pinch of salt but they are genuinely you can sort of get away with not topping up constantly while you're wearing them but it's just a brilliant all-rounder they sort of offer so many different benefits and a really high SPF 50 but what I would say that I like most about them is that while they dry down quite fast they still give your limbs a bit of a sheen you know that kind of glossy sheen if you're wearing shorts or a dress and you want to kind of have your legs on show it just looks really pretty you get a pretty sheen so it's a really nice one such a natural step isn't it for a brand to go from self-tan into it just makes sense yeah, yeah completely and Becky, I've been using the body and the face as well. Oh, you have? Oh, and your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, so good. Like It is good. And so affordable. The face one is like seven quid. I'm sure the body one is the same, but I remember thinking the face one is particularly good value. It's true. Um, and you usually pay through the nose for SPF 50. So it's, it's completely true. It's really accessible. Yeah, I, I just cannot spend money on SPF. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but... I mean, if I had all the money in the world, don't get me wrong, I'd you know, love to smother myself in something in Dior. Actually, I do love Dior sun cream only because I've been sent to it before. I mean, it's amazing and it feels such an extravagance. But I am like into boots, three for two, two for 15, whatever it is. I am like, I'm definitely not a SPF snob when it comes to brands, I have to say. Yeah, I think a lot of people want something that just does the job. But I think if you're after mm. something that does hydrate, sort of something that is a bit more multitasking, then I definitely like to also recommend it because it just has that slight specialist feel mm. to it but still good for those on a budget for sure mm. Mm. i started my career working for coty who own lancaster sun and back in the day i mean it still is it was like the chicest sun cream to be seen with um by the pool and i used to obviously get it for free so i'd literally feel so grown up i remember kind of <laughs> aged 23 going on holiday with my lancaster sun going to some like awful egypt <laughs> remember those Egypt holidays I mean I think I almost bought one a holiday on Teletext or something and it was sort of 300 pounds to a five star in Egypt where everyone got like a bad tummy but I had my had my Lancaster sun <laughs> keeping it cheap felt like I'd made it yeah. didn't they used to do a product that was called like tan maximizer tan maximizer I have to say it's a bloody good product but I think they still do it it's yeah, weird because Lancaster used to be so huge and you could buy it everywhere and now their distribution is quite niche but it is lovely it is lovely yeah i feel like i see it in duty free when i go on holiday yeah but it used to be huge when i went yeah. for katie we used to do like massive promotions in selfridges in september and it was like what's the the g with p the gift of purchase this year and if lancaster did an orange towel with lancaster on it i mean it would go bananas <laughs> um, but they were they were amazing it was fascinating doing that obviously. um any other spf brands that you swear by? Well, I love La Roche-Posay. I actually spoke about this on the show, but their oh, Anthelios yeah, so nice. Invisible Fluid SPF 50 is genuinely one of my absolute faves. And then I'm going to talk about it also on the podcast in a bit when we talk about new beauty, but the brand Sunbum is brilliant. Sunbum. It's just launched in boots. Yeah, it's come over from America 
And they designed it, they wanted it to be friendly for children too, because apparently one in five cases of skin cancer stem from your childhood. So they've sort of designed it to get that on your children really young with really friendly formulas. They're all reef friendly, which actually has to mention Bondi sounds are as well. But they have nozzle sprays, so you can spray it on your back and it just sort of distributes really evenly without you having to rub it in frantically. So it's just a really lightweight mist and it covers an area in about two pumps. I really love the brand. And again, affordable. It's very affordable. I have to say, an oil-free SPF, it just sticks all day. I mean, Mm -hmm. you just never burn with an oil-free. It's a bitch to put on because it doesn't travel across your skin. So you need loads of product. But it really does not budge and you just don't burn. I think oil-free, if if you really want something that's going to protect you, to me, is... Mm, the answer, the Lou, what's your yeah i swear by quarterly for the face they've got a anti-wrinkle one spf 30 and spf 50 and it's i think like 18 pounds and it doesn't leave that like white residue so i've been wearing it as my sort of my daily moisturizer now and that's been a game changer for me and then on the body i always use the aven spf 30 50 and again it's a really nice lightweight lotion which you you know you can spray on and yeah you're right it, it doesn't spread that easily but it also doesn't leave that sort of thick you know sometimes you get in water and then you look down and you're like oh my god I am literally mm. like Casper um it doesn't <laughs> do that so that's a good one I mentioned this on my unboxings that I was doing on my Instagram kind of when we were in stricter lockdown and I got sent a brand called Life Jacket do you remember me yeah. Talking about that, which is a brand aimed at men, and I was really shocked by this statistic that double the number of men to women get skin cancer. And yeah, I, I was horrified at that. And I, mm. you know, I put foundation with SPF. I know you're supposed to use a separate SPF to your foundation. I don't, I'm not going to lie, but I do always use a foundation with SPF in. And, you know, as women, a lot of us do at least that as the minimum. But man, I mean, my husband never, never. No. And I was like, you've got to. And actually, he's now got a load of life jacket and he's been wearing it pretty religiously. I think it's it's a cool brand. If you've got men yeah. in your life, make sure they're putting SPF on because those figures are really shocking. And they're, just, yeah. they're not putting a base on every day to protect them. Really yeah, I agree. I, I, this, I, I um. I agree. I, they kindly sent um, me some as well. And I just, I really like what they stand for. One of my, mm. um, he was a friend of a friend at uni. He He sadly passed away, I think, the year after we left uni because he had melanoma um, mm. and it was a mole under his armpit that um, had just got out of control and you know he was very fair very pale and it's exactly that and men just aren't aware of SPF they aren't just they just don't take it seriously no no, no they don't they don't mm. on to beauty Becky you recently <laughs> wrote a piece on the best new beauty buys on the market for July um, I always enjoy this piece. I'm looking at the Sunbum product now. It's a good brand, isn't it? <laughs> I um, absolutely love it. I really recommend it. There is lots on there, but can you pick out a couple of your favourites? Yeah, I want to talk about Elemis's new superfood glow cleanser because the original everyone will still love. It's basically keeping the benefits of the original cleansing balm, but bringing in AHAs 
to gently exfoliate your skin for more of a glow. And I tried it on Beauty Spot this week and it's it's got pumpkin in it and it comes out like a really thick orange buttery texture. But when you massage it into the skin, it just feels amazing. And I'm someone that actually has suffered from sensitivity from Elemis before, but there's none of that at all with this. It's really gentle despite being rich in exfoliating ingredients. It's 30 mm. quid, which don't get me wrong, is not insignificant sum of money, but that feels quite... I've seen it. Laura had it on the show. She loves it. But I thought that was quite a sensible price for a luxury product. I think it is as well because you only need a small scoop because I made the mistake of putting quite, I used a lot, but you don't need much. You need a tiny amount massaged in. It'll take so much off. My friend at L'Oreal always said everyone is just using way too much of everything, whether it's shampoo, whether it's moisturiser, whether it's cleanse. You know, she's like just less, 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 less. Yeah, less and just maximise it. Um, Because like you say, I mean, £30 is... Yeah, I think it is a good price, but I think for some people, you know, that still might be a bit out of reach. But I promise mm. you, in terms of the cost, it will really last you. So just use it wisely. But I, I love it. I don't tour. Have you tried it at all? I haven't. I'm quite loyal to my Sarah Chapman balm cleanser, oh. so I'm afraid I won't budge. I won't budge on that. The other balm cleanser I've heard is really, really good and seriously affordable is the Body Shop Chamomile one. Have you tried that oh, one, yeah. Becky? No, I haven't. But I, again, I think the Body Shop's brilliant. And I know that I agree. People, it's just, they do great formulas that just work. If you're after mm. something that just really works. I really hope the Body Shop make like a massive comeback. I know, you know, I think they've struggled a bit over the, over the years. They're obviously owned by L'Oreal now. Anita Roddick, isn't it? She sold it and... Is she alive? Why do I think think she's not alive? I think she is. Anita Roddick. Sorry, I've written her off and she's alive and well. (laughs) No, she's dead. Oh, Oh, God. That's sad. She died in September 2007. That's unfair, isn't it, when you do all that good work? She died of a brain hemorrhage. Oh, Oh my God. God. In 2007. So she was 75. So, yeah. But she sold it to L'Oreal, and back in the day, we were obsessed. Bit of white mask from the body shop. Blue, what was it? Jewbury and white mask. Are you guys too young mm. to remember? No, no I, I loved it. I loved it. And, and fuzzy peach. And fuzzy, pe- their, fuzzy peach. I just sent all of the strawberry stuff. I remember, like, every time it was my mum's birthday, my dad would take me to the body shop, and I would get to, like, create a, like, a basket for her yes and you pick out all these different things yes. and then yeah fill it with this like that sort of big, rank annoying big... stuff that goes over the carpet yeah exactly <laughs> and then they would like put polystyrene over the front yeah. of it and it was this, this gift wrapped Aww. package but yeah takes me back i know it takes yeah. me back do you know i remember this their um bath pearls do you remember those yes. oh my god i love those things <laughs> weren't they the best can you not get those anymore no they're probably so uneco i know they dissolve it's not like they went back in the water and they were like oil balls i remember bursting them mm. like not in the bath like, and them going everywhere yeah. do you remember you can get <laughs> yeah. clear ones or pearlized ones yeah and was i was at a boarding school and we used to on a saturday morning we used to go and do like something cultural and then we'd have um what was it called leisure and we'd <laughs> we'd go to windsor and we would go to woolworth's and we would buy everlasting gobstoppers and bootlaces and we would go to the body shop and try white mask and jubilee for i don't know how we spent hours in there and then we go to mcdonald's i mean and then back to school for a movie i remember it was literally, what a dream <laughs> literally <laughs> dream afternoon 
dream know, Saturday. Was, isn't it? Wasn't it? <laughs> anyway, I hope they make a comeback. You were saying you love their body butter. And their, what was their cocoa body butter? That was the best, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Great body butters, the body shop. Mm. <laughs> anyway, let's hope they make a comeback. Anything on the list, Becky, that we haven't covered? I also, I, it's really expensive. It's Victoria Beckham's Beauty Priming Moisturiser in Golden. And basically, she launched a sort of cream version originally and now it just comes with a tint and I was a bit skeptical because I think it's a lot the cost is 92 pounds and anything for me like that has to work really bloody hard but it works with Augustinus Bader's cult TFC8 technology which works basically to plump your skin so it is working to do something it's not just giving you a pretty tint it's working the whole time and what I love about it is it gives you basically a bronze that you've been in the sun you look really tanned when you wear it but you are getting the benefits underneath Um, sounds amazing yeah Lou Mm. you would love we put it on the luxe list actually but it works to boost and renew your skin over time and when you wear it you just look so healthy so so healthy she's really sort of hit the nail on the head with that one do you know i've never tried any of her stuff None of it's, she's quite clever i think it, this range specifically the fact it's with augustinus mm. bader as well it's it's intelligent beauty you know, really badder not bader oh badder augustinus badder, badder was badder. only i know that because we did an event with them and actually laura was on the show last week talking about their cream and actually, she said it was the light cream. It's not. There's a cream and there's a light cream. The light cream's for day. The cream is actually for night. She was saying she's using the cream in the day. It's very rich. You know, if you've got oily skin, I think people will find it much too rich. But the, mm. I loved it. I think his stuff is incredible. It is yeah. freaking expensive, but it is really good. She's been very clever to partner with yeah. him, hasn't she? Um, as a final shout out of products on that list, Joe Love's Mango Thai Lime Fragrance. I mean, if that was a pudding, I would gobble it up. But <laughs> it was a limited edition. It was so popular that it's back to stay. Um, I haven't tried it, but I am dying to. I, yeah, I, I think feel like I've got love it. it. Is it really it good? Yeah, it's so nice. It's a real holiday smell. Like it has to be at least 30 degrees to wear that smell. <laughs> quite sweet. Um, yeah, sweet, but also in the right context. It's really lovely and quite refreshing, actually. I love what she's doing. I think yeah. brilliant. It's so nice to see more of Joe in the public eye and on the news and like being a real kind of spokeswoman for business. And I think yeah, I she's agree. great. She's so clever. We can change the subject and talk about peanut butter. We shared 10 great recipes all using peanut butter. We were just talking about whether or not to talk about this. Tor, you were very keen to talk about peanut butter. Lou, you said you wouldn't use it in noodles. And Tor said, oh, yeah. So we thought we should talk about it at all. I buy um, the Pippa Nut by the kilo and it's like six quid for a kilo and it's a really mm. good source of healthy fats and protein. Um, and it makes things taste so delicious. Like if you like that sarsi flavour, I think peanut butter or even almond butter is so good for that. I make a curry. Actually, it's just from BBC Food. and It's called Sarté Sweet Potato Curry and you use red Thai curry paste, coconut milk and peanut butter and it just makes it really creamy and delicious. And I honestly, you couldn't not like that curry. I can imagine that working really well in the curry. Lou. No, it's not overwhelming peanut butter. It's just a little taste, mm. you know? A little taste. Mm. Lou, you're a peanut yeah, butter Yeah, I mean, fan. I'm such a huge fan. I'm a pip and nut girl as well. And Tor, actually, when you said about buying the kilo pot, that's a good plan because it just goes down so quickly in our household. I would drink, eat it with just a spoon, like as a snack. It's so, <laughs> so bad. Me too. But I do often. Even just like put in the middle of like a celery stick. Delicious. I love that like crunch with it or with apple. I know, Georgie, you're a fan of that as, like a, as a good snack. But no, I've never used it within a meal. It's always snack time for me. 
I actually had to put the brakes on my peanut butter. Rich always jokes, what do you have for breakfast? Oh, peanut butter, <sighs> banana on corn thins. But my my consumption was getting a bit out of control. I'm not very good at portion control. I am really healthy and I like restaurants. But when I'm at home, I try and be a bit healthy. I was just eating so much peanut butter <laughs> that I've switched and I now have bagel in the morning instead. I'm kind of missing it talking with, about it with you with, guys. Wait, with what? Bagel with what? A very small bit of butter. I okay. have a cinnamon and raisin bagel with mm-hmm. a very bit of cinnamon butter. And I actually quite often have two bagels, which someone was so horrified about the other day. I was like, all right, I'm hardly like massively overweight. I think I can, you know, <laughs> I think I know. <laughs> you just about to so, <laughs> They made me feel like so greedy because I said I had, but I get so hungry in the morning. Anyway, so, so yeah, I've switched. My peanut butter habit is a thing of the past, I have to say. Well, maybe um, you need I, to bring them back for your bagel toppings. I agree. Mm. A cinnamon raisin bagel with nut butter sounds amazing. Heaven. Mm. Anyway, lots of peanut butter recipe inspiration on the site, if you like the sound of that. Oh, peanut butter fudge was on there. I'm just scrolling through it. Peanut butter cauliflower curry. That sounds really good. I think I might try that. I actually cooked with cauliflower for the first time ever last night, and it was delicious. So I'm going to expand my cauliflower repertoire. Peanut butter bread. Peanut butter brownies are really good too. Yeah, that I could get on board with, probably. Mm. Oh, and hello, a Massaman curry. I mean, obviously, that's so peanutty, isn't it? I can just... Exactly. exactly. I love a Massaman curry. I really, really do. Okay, we're going to finish on workout motivation. Tips from the experts. Because everyone has days when they struggle with their fitness motivation. Particularly if lockdown has made you feel a little out of practice so the piece covered things like focus on the joy put in the legwork think long term feel inspired take action make a plan anyway there was lots in there to kind of encourage you or help you find your mojo again i have to say that i am as you know a bit of a an exercise freak it has been my thing for years and i'm lucky enough to have a couple of machines at home but i really about Four weeks ago, I hit a real wall with my exercise and just had to stop for a little while because I was just dreading it and not enjoying it. And anyway, I've come back from holiday and I've worked out today and I loved it. But yeah, I I definitely needed a bit of motivation or a break or whatever it was. Have you ever had that tour? I'm going to come to you. Definitely. And it's so normal to need and want a break from fitness as well. I think they say you should work in like four to six week blocks and then have a week where you just kind of go 50% less of what you were doing because your body needs that especially if you're working out you know three four five times a week for sure yeah Um, but I love this piece and actually what I really loved was Luke Worthington he said take action now and he said the kind of the first the best way to get your motivation back is just to start and just get going and he says once we overcome that initial inertia momentum builds and I like that and I think he's so true I think it's easy to not do anything get in a bit of a rut but the minute you get going Mm. you're on a roll Lou do you ever suffer with motivation to get exercising to get moving Yeah, I'm definitely in that rut right now. We were talking about it on the show this morning. And because I've been doing at-home workouts in my living room, which is also where I've been working, where we have dinner, where we watch telly. And so just, you know, I was basically just surviving from this one room. And it was just, I'm finding it hard, I think, to push through that and get past it. So now classes I, I don't think I'll be going back to a gym but I think doing a couple of classes I'm up for just a change of scenery I think because yeah I'm lacking in that motivation I think right now I really, what I, about you 
I'm the same. Weirdly, I was sort of really hitting the exercise because I think with my commute, I often find it really hard to squeeze it in. So I've been doing it at least four times a week in the morning, which is good for me. But honestly, the past few weeks, I was actually texting Tor about this this morning. I have felt like I've slowed massively. And I think it is sort of important sometimes to remember that giving yourself a bit of a rest is just as important as exercising for your sort of mental health as well. And if you want to have a lie in, then maybe sometimes that is just as valid. I also like the tip on here that was redefine your workout because it doesn't always need to be a 30 minute hit workout, which is what I think Instagram makes you sometimes feel that way. But sometimes it can just be a really good walk around the block or just, Mm. you know, something to stretch your legs Mm. is better than nothing. I've become obsessed with um, Melissa Wood Um, and I'm really late to the party on her but she always talks about even if you've got like five minutes the little tiny exercise that you can do or 20 minutes 10 minutes whatever you've got kind of don't beat yourself up about it if you don't have Mm. an hour because so much of the time we don't have that amount of time so yeah even a little bit can just make the world of difference. And I think at the moment as well, if you are struggling in terms of staying motivated and even just finding something that excites you, there's never been a better range and kind of sheer variety of things available online. So mm-hmm. I think if now's the time to try something, just try it because there's free trials, free classes, yeah. just give it a go. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, don't do it again. But I think it's... And also you don't have the embarrassment of, of you know, if you're unsure about, you know, your quality or your performance and then doing it in front of other people if you're just doing it by yourself in your own living room then no one's going to judge you are they yeah that's exactly so true. exactly but and um, becky i think back to your what you were saying i think it's really important to cut ourselves some slack especially at the moment because everyone mm. is very stressed for multiple reasons and emotional stress takes such a toll on your body when it comes to fitness and uh, you know one morning you might go for a run and it feels like an absolute walk in the park and actually i'm quoting the guy who coaches my run clubs and sometimes he says you wake up and your workout might feel like a nighttime safari and it's true I agree with that and in summary I would say yeah variety is key I have to give a shout out to Bryony Thompson from One Rebel who for the last four months or whatever it is has done a weekly workout for our Instagram channel and I think it has just been brilliant it's quite tough but it's really good so I would say yeah mix it up I totally agree and yeah you know you hit the nail on the head tall I think it is so important just to have a break and not beat yourself up and realize that life's tough right now and you know it's better that you take a break and then go back to it committed than you just carry on doing no good if you do that you'll probably get injured which is not worth Mm. it well i think that's where we're gonna have to leave it i can hear my children stomping around like elephants (laughs) above me which (laughs) you can probably hear too which i think is my cue to call it a day lovely to chat to you that's it this week if you enjoyed that then do please rate review subscribe and tell your friends we will be back soon bye-bye